Good afternoon, everyone. And well, no, we're live now. Yep, we're live now. Good afternoon, everyone. And well, depending on which part of the world you're from, good morning and good evening. And first things first, wherever in the world you are, I hope you are safe. I hope you are keeping well. I hope you're washing your hands and staying indoors and doing whatever you can to curb the spread of this awful um, virus and just taking care of yourselves. In this part of the world, we're in Perth, Australia, and it's currently 12 o'clock in the afternoon, which is an unusual time, to be honest, to have this call, well, to have this event, rather. But time is something we all have a little bit more of on our hands at the moment. So we thought, why not just give it a shot? And speaking of time, 10 a.m. on Monday the 16th. Let me just double check. Yeah, 10 a.m. on Monday the 16th. Um, that's when I received an email of a client of mine telling me that our contract has been cancelled. And that email opened up the floodgates for a whole bunch of other messages. I got more calls and more emails of clients telling me that our work has either been canceled or postponed. And so all of a sudden, from being in a situation where I had a good pipeline of work, I was staring down the barrel of a situation where I didn't have any work at all. So it was a rather un uncertain uh, glimpse into the future for me. And to be honest, it was, it was really scary and it caused a lot of anxiety for me as well. And so I, took the rest of that afternoon off. And look, I'm, I'm sure uh, for some of you, wherever in the world you are, you may have had the same sort of emotions that I'm describing. It was really scary and it was really stressful. So I took the rest of the afternoon off just because my mind uh, was struggling to take all this information in. And when I tried to go to sleep that night, I actually didn't sleep too well on the Monday night. And when I woke up on Tuesday, I realized I, I have a choice. I can either continue stressing or I can take control of the situation or rather the situation that I was in. I can take control of things and I can shift gears. I can adapt and I can think differently. And through that adapting and the shifting gears, I asked myself, what can I do to create awareness? What can I do to continue talking about who I am and the position I'm in and the work that I do in order to stay relevant? And that's what we're going to be talking about today is how do you stay relevant? How do you stay active and how do you create awareness at such an uncertain time? Because let's face it, for all of us, this is completely uncharted territory. And so that's the mindset which I chose to adopt. And that's all I've been doing since I received the news that all my work has been canceled. And in this conversation today, look, wherever in the world you are, please drop your comments or thoughts or your suggestions below because you might have a strategy or an approach or a suggestion which you are taking right now that somebody else around the world wouldn't even have thought about. And so your action, what you're doing right now, could have a lifelong impact on somebody who perhaps hasn't thought about that particular strategy. So please drop your comments below. Let us know 
because it could be a life-changing strategy that you talk about. And let's get some conversation going. And now, uh, on, on, on to staying relevant. Uh, if there's one person who knows how it's done, it's our speaker. And uh, he's been through some, uh, some adversity and challenges, shall we say. In fact, at the one point, uh, this guy was so broke that he couldn't even afford toilet paper. And I say that with a smirk on my face because, as you know, at, at the moment, toilet paper is a rather precious commodity, but he couldn't even afford toilet paper. And at another time in his life, he was so broke that he had to literally connect two wires together in order to get electricity to flow into his apartment. And so he's been through challenges, he's been through adversity, yet despite all these challenges, he's always found a way to come out stronger on the other side. He's always found a way to remain relevant. And one way he's done that is by specializing in all things to do with LinkedIn and finding ways to share content to ensure he creates the awareness to keep him relevant on this platform. And so we're about to hear from uh, this person. And so please, will you all give a very warm online welcome and a round of applause to our guest speaker for today, Nathaniel Bibby. Chill, what an introduction, buddy. Have you got all my soundtrack going? I love the soundtrack. One opportunity. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Everything you ever wanted. <laughs> you need an intro track, man. I thought you were going to give me an intro track, but in front of the whole world, you haven't actually given me one. <laughs> All right. Party time. Let's get down to business. Say goodbye to Shill, everyone. He's going to come back in a bit. Shill is going to be monitoring the chat, getting some questions together so that we can answer some of those towards the end. Thank you so much, Shill, for the kind introduction. It's just like running a live event, only um, I guess it's, <laughs> it's weird not to have the, the feedback from the audience. In fact, if Serena is on the call, um, maybe Serena, you could drop some emojis in the chat that people can use to applause, to send us some love. We're going to have to innovate, guys. These are uncertain times, to say the least. Um, I... I'm 35. I've lived through the global financial crisis. I've, I was living in Thailand when the tsunami happened. Um, I've experienced economic collapse. I've rebuilt my career twice. As she was saying, I, I was um, once very broke and couldn't afford toilet paper. I, I actually am running out of toilet paper now, um, but it's not because I'm broke. But I have got innovative solutions. First of all, these things which have served me well. And when they run out, I've got a few of these things as well. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> I think that in these times, there is basically two people that, two types of people that can respond. Um, and, you know, if you see those uh, chain emails going around on social media, uh, showing people like, secret clips from China of things going into the air and basically spreading fear um, is a very unresourceful way to react. And it's because um, people think that they're not in control 
of the way that they react. And that's just not the case. When I experienced a tsunami, when I experienced 9-11, um, how you react was definitely like um, dictated how, how much of an impact it had and how quick do you recover. Um, I see an unprecedented level of fear in the world at the moment. I see it in people's faces. I see it on social media. Um, people are scared of the economy. They're scared of catching viruses from other people, um, scared of not being in control, and we're scared of each other. And don't get me wrong, like fear is a natural human instinct, but our brain is designed to keep us safe. It's not designed to um, look at reality and keep us resourceful. So I think, like, I'm going to go through these five steps, and I've even got some visual cues here to help. Number one, be a leader. You can't properly execute any sort of crisis management strategy, right, without knowing exactly what the crisis is that you're facing. So first of all, make sure that your family and your team are safe. Like any of this, before any of this happens, you need to make sure that you're looking after your team, your family, and of course, your customers as well. Those are the immediate needs. Then you are in a situation where you can analyze the actual risk. So we've got two things. We've got the crisis, which is reacting to what's already happened. And then we've got the risk, which is what could happen in the future. You don't want to get too confused because risk is not crisis. Okay. So you need to then plan and prioritize. What's going to happen is the, the prime minister reckons in six months we'll be recovered from, recovered from this. Um, the recovery is going to start sooner than that. It's going to depend on what industry you're in. At the moment, we've got clients that are getting more business and they're in communication space or in the tech space or they're helping teams like work better together remotely. Um, we, in social media, seem to be you know, signing up clients still. Um, social media usage is up 76%, which we're going to go into in a bit more detail of how you can use that. But the, I think one of the worst things you could do is nothing. Because what's going to happen is when this, you know, like if you, you've been through this crisis, I know you have, some of you have been, been through world wars, and the world continues and we will come out of this. And if you stop communicating and you react in fear, when the world recovers, you'll be, you'll be way behind. Um, these social media algorithms, by the way, they look at consistency. This is the time to double down. And if you have got the resources and time to spend more time on social media or spend time learning new skills, it's an incredible um, time to do it. Like, I know that there's a lot of pain and suffering in the world. Don't get me wrong. I'm just choosing to focus on what I can control and being positive and resourceful. And these are five ways that you can do it and stay relevant. Don't be reactive and let other people take charge. You, when you're, you've got to be a leader. So before you decide on what you're going to do next, before you, like, advise your team, before you enter a meeting, take a moment, take a breath, and make sure you're centered, Okay. Because as a leader, we have to set an example for others and you can't make resourceful decisions when you're in an emotional state, which leads me to step number two, how you show up. So human beings are unique from other species in that we have the ability to control our behavior. We have a resource called resilience. We adapt to our environment. Um, so it's about making sure you're in peak state. There's a couple of ways you can do it. One is moving your body, exercise. Like <laughs> Shil and I were doing a bit of a trial before we, we started and we were doing these ones, you know, like getting ready. 
Um, you can do it through dancing. You can do it through push-ups. You can go, go for a jog if it's safe. <laughs> I went for a jog this morning. Um, get yourself in a successful state because you, you know that even in relationships or in your work life, like if you don't show up in a, in a resourceful state, that you can make bad decisions. Have you ever been in a bad mood and you snapped at somebody and they didn't really do anything wrong um, and you wondered why you did that and you had to apologise later? That's what happens when you're not in a state that's resourceful. Number three, ramp up your social. But I was going to call this um, step marketing, but that's, I mean, this is it. Marketing is social media right now. It's communication. What you'll find is the people that are still talking about the same thing on social media as they were before the coronavirus, their results, engagement's going to go down because it's not, it's less relevant now because there's more going on in the world. People are in a different state psychologically. And so you need to communicate with your customers with, about things that they care about in your business, things are going to be impacting your clients that you're going to be able to help them with. And that right now, they may be outside your scope of services, okay? Like, for example, if you're a hairdresser and you've been advised that your hairdressing salon needs to close down because of coronavirus, right, you could go home and say, right then, I'm going to watch Netflix for the next three months um, and hopefully I can go back to work after that. Or... You could set up, um, you could basically go on a social media, release a video saying, I'm um, launching in-home hairdressing services. Uh, there will be snacks. I'm going to bring champagne. You know, like I think that people who know you are going to be okay with you coming around to the house. Maybe you'll even bring some hand sanitizer. I don't know. But could it be possible that that hairdresser will actually grow their business rather than be reactive and not get any work? It is quite possible. Um, social media is a way to communicate. I, I advise you to be transparent. I may be stating the obvious here, but a lot of people aren't active on social media at the moment because they're scared and they don't know what to say and they think they're being insensitive. If you care enough about your customers, you will communicate with them on social media. It's just caring. All right, let's move on to step number four. Is everybody having a good time? <laughs> Let me know in the comments, guys. If you think this is valuable, please let me know. And if it's not valuable, let me know as well. She'll kick me off very quickly. Innovation that serves, okay? So if you offer like operate a service-based business, like a restaurant, um, you may wanna do offline sales or, or, sorry, online sales or offer gift certificates. Um, if you're a business that already has an e-commerce component, remind customers they can still shop on your website. Okay, you, you want to focus on serving people through digital channels like these sort of in, engagements of one to many are a great way to communicate with your customers. It does not have to stop just because you are doing this whole fun isolation thing. You can still connect. And you know what? Your customers are crying out for connection. They're crying out for connection. They're stuck at home with their husband or their wife or their cat. And they just want to talk to someone. <laughs> so you can be that person. All right, we're already on to step number five. We're doing well. Be flexible. And I'm not just talking about your yoga moves. Guys, there are, in times like this, like you need to be flexible with your payment terms. Do what you can to make it easy for your customers to purchase. You may need to uh, reduce your, like 
remove locking contracts, for example. Um, you may need to offer toilet paper with your services. I'm, I'm joking. But there, there's going to be things in your industry that are going to add value to your customers. And, and the way to find out what your customer needs is literally to, can you guess? Communicate. Speak to your customers. And I'm not talking about just like every now and then. On a, Actually, on the moment, day-to-day -day basis, you should be speaking to your customers, your suppliers, communicating with everybody, finding out what they're frustrated about, what their needs are. But you want to make sure you do it from a place of sensitiveness and resourcefulness, ask questions, not inflicting fear and negativity and all that sort of stuff because you're going to get what you focus on. You know, like if I tell you to go close your eyes and then open them and look for blue, you're going to find blue. If I tell you to look for red, uh, tell you to close your eyes again and tell me what you saw that was red, you're not going to be able to remember anything because you were looking for blue. If you want to find opportunities in crisis, you can't be focused on the negative. You won't find the opportunities. Like it's about seeing what it is, not making it worse than what it is. I'll leave that one there. Keep moving. You've made sure everyone's safe and accounted for. Successful crisis management means moving swiftly as a leader. It's your duty um, to find a way to move forward. Your team are looking forward to you for leadership. At the end of the day, this is all going to be over eventually. And <laughs> there's a future to think about. And you're going to want to build a stronger brand off the back of this. You don't want to just survive. You want to be stronger. And, and if there's a, you know, something else will go wrong in the next 10 years, 20 years, five years, I don't know. But these things do happen. We've experienced more, few of these, I have anyway, during my life, the global financial crisis, tsunami, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we always make it out the other side. And so it's about planning forward so that, you know, if there's things that you could have prevented that they don't happen again. All right, and now there is one more thing I want to say. How we react is a choice. So it's easy to get frustrated. What you'll find is when you get frustrated, it's because what's going on in the world doesn't meet your expectations of what you, well, it doesn't meet what you expected, your blueprint of how things should work out. And at the moment, there's going to be a lot of unexpected shit and it's your, it's your responsibility to decide how you're going to react and to show up in a resourceful state. And fear is strong. It's strong. You know, our brain is designed to protect us from lions when we were cavemen. There are no lions. There's a few, there's a coronavirus, but I'm more concerned about the economic situation. Um, Prime Minister is certainly very concerned about it. And so, in order to come from a resourceful state, there's one way that I know will always kill fear. And it works every single time. Scientifically, you can't do this thing and feel fear. Gratitude, ladies and gentlemen. Most of us think we don't control our own thoughts, but we, we can control them. They're primed. They're basically created by our environment what we grew up with, what we surround ourselves with. So be mindful of what you surround yourself with. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to stay relevant during this crisis, I want you to drop three things that you're grateful for in the comments. I am grateful for Shill's introduction. 
I'm grateful that I'm communicating with you guys through a free platform, LinkedIn. What, what an opportunity. And I am grateful to be in a country where we're relatively safe. Um, we have so much to be grateful for. I mean, the odds of us being alive is, is, is like it's, we've got a lot to be grateful for. And when you're in a grateful state, you can't simultaneously experience either fear or anger, which are both two of the most unresourceful states that you could possibly be in. Here's the thing. You can choose what to focus on. You can either react to change in a negative way or you can embrace it, adapt, and use it to, you can use it to your advantage. You know, um, I would advise you on social media to stop selling and start helping. If people have a problem that you can solve, I want you to help them. I do. But I don't want you to start selling to people left, right, and center because it's not the right time. Most people are in some sort of confusion or uncertainty. And the last thing you want to be doing is selling to them if they haven't got like an immediate need that you can solve. You want to be helping people. And on social media, it's not about what you want to tell people. It's about what value they want to receive. Whether it's entertainment, education, whatever it may be, come from a beautiful state, come from a place of certainty. And if you're not sure what kind of content to post, I advise you to speak to people in your audience just like this and ask them. In fact, like just tell us in the comments, what are you, what are you content would you like? I mean, I could talk all day, all day long, trust me. <laughs> My girlfriend will tell you, I could talk all day long. But I'm giving you the five steps because I know that you have limited time and I want to give you the most value. Finally, before I get Shield back in here to answer some questions, I want you to know that I am here for you. Um, I'm here to serve you on social media, on LinkedIn, if you need my help, you're more than welcome to private message me, whether you're you know, on the live or you're watching the recording. I'm here to serve you guys. I, it's what gives me meaning in my life. I'm not um, here to profit from everybody in my audience. There are certain businesses that we definitely can help. Um, but if um, there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. Let, let, welcome back to the live show, Shangami. Oh, I even wore the headphones today. Do you remember you 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 put these up in one of your presentations? I thought I'm going to wear the headphones today. I have to. Oh, do your, it. oh your DJ picture. <laughs> My DJ picture. Hey, I have a question for you. You know, we're we're everybody's going through a lot of stress at the moment, and and as you said, there's there's a lot of content online as well. But it's important to lead from the front and at the same time not to sell right so with with all that you also said to ramp up the use of your social so how how often is so if if you wanted to post how often is too often because i'm also seeing a lot of people have started to post a lot of content yeah. i can sense from the content they're posting that they're not quite sure what to talk about and it just goes straight into we know that there's a problem our business is open contact us if you need some help but i'm seeing those as almost a sell process to say that we're open our business is active please come to us you know what what what's too much and where do you draw the line between the balance of uh, talking about your expertise and your skill set and the sell because that can be quite a difficult thing to do Absolutely. Um, look, when people ask me how often they should post, I think that their audience will tell them like it's it, you just look at the engagement. If you're getting one like every time you post, 
and you're posting 10 times a day, you're posting too much. Yep. You need you know, like you need to be posting more. Like if you see the value, sorry, the engagement increase, then you need to post more. If you see it decrease, yep. then you need to post less. Okay. So um, when you, somebody says like, oh, you know, we're open, come to us. If nobody's coming to you, that's not the problem that they have. That's not the need mm. that they have. They, they mm. have probably that's probably the need you have, um, yeah. but they may have a different need. And, and if the need is for you to go to them or whatever it may be, then that's going to be a better piece of content. Yep. You need to find out what it is that people want yeah. in the first place. And, and engagement's a great way to do it, but also just mm -hmm. feedback, like feedback. Like yeah. I would call Shill and say, hey, Shill, did you see my video that I posted yesterday? What did you think? And Shill... Bless his cotton socks. He's always honest with me. <laughs> <laughs> a bit too honest sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, but look, you mentioned as well an example about the hairdresser, right? So I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he goes to a CrossFit gym. Now, this particular gym is closed down, and something else you mentioned was to stay home and exercise, get yourself fit and active and ready. And so as a way to think outside the box, this particular gym – because they're closed down, what they've offered to all their members is because you're staying home, one, we're going to give you guys a free online course to follow what we normally do when you come to the gym. However, in order to, to, to do this, some of the equipment is available to hire. Oh, okay. And so what they've actually done is offer their equipment out to members only. It's clean. It's sanitized. They've been through all the protocols. So that's a really good example of how they thought outside the box to keep themselves relevant and active there's obviously a need there a lot of people are going to work from home now they mm. i feel you should continue exercising even though you're working from home so yeah. i think it's a good example of a way to think outside the box you yeah. mentioned the hairdresser but when it comes to professional services and a lot of people on linkedin are in professional services what can you is is there a a, a nugget or something which you can talk about that will perhaps give them an idea of how to think differently in order just to stay relevant. Was that too yeah. deep a question? No, look, I, th I think it, the question is really like, what is it that the, ne the human needs of your customer are? Look, what are the human needs? And when I mentioned connection, I'm serious. Like if they're missing connection, you can call them more and fulfill that need just by basically saying, how is your day going? I care, and they, they're going to appreciate that. I think that um, I've decided, actually, I'm doing it. I'm just, like, laying it out there. We're, yeah. having, fr we're having Friday drinks online this week. <laughs> I, love I might even have a drink. We're doing it on Zoom. We're, we're going to have a Friday night drinks. Like, I'm serious. Like, this is the big deal. Like, there's no bars open. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Sit at home on the couch on our own and have a Friday beer? Um, I think we could connect on Zoom. I think that would be the way to do it. Yeah. Well, speaking of Zoom, there's an interesting comment that's just come through from, from Dave Clare. And he says, I just what did a, a, Oh, he's top, top guy. He, he said, I just did a, a, a session with his trainer, Dale. And Dale assessed what equipment he has and how best to use that equipment at home. And I oh. think that's a really – it's a, it's a smart way for Dale and Dave to work together Dale is Dave's personal trainer, and I love that he took the initiative to do an assessment of what he has at home in order to guide him for the best exercises he, he, he can do. Thanks for that. That's a good comment, Dave. I love that. That's great. Um, my chat, see, my chat's not updated. Oh, no, no, no. 
Oh, Gemma. Who else we got? We've got, we got Serene. we got the team here. Dave's posting left, right, and center. That's awesome. I guess a lot of people are going to be watching this in the record and, and don't think that I'm not – I want to um, make sure that we respond to those questions as well. Um, let, let us know what content you'd like to hear from us during these times because just like you, I'm trying to figure it out, um, find out what the audience wants, what the audience is interested in. This is the first time Shil and I have done a lunchtime event, whether it's live in person or not in person. <laughs> um, but is this a good time? Or is the evening better? You let us know in the comments because we are here to serve you, yeah. believe it or not. Isn't that right, my man? Absolutely. And speaking of serve, Andrea, you're, you're grateful for your family, for living in Perth and opportunities. And I love that you've actually said opportunities because despite what we're going through, the fact that you've put opportunities into the things you're, you're, you're grateful for is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Hey, guys, every day, right, we get in cars, right, and we drive down um, roads where on the other side of the road, all there is is a little white line between another car coming 70 kilometres the other way, and we don't batter an eyelid. And there's way more, there's, there's way more death. Do you know what? I've got statistics. Look, yeah. So, so there are how many, how many deaths on the road? I can't find the bloody statistic. There are lots of deaths on the road, and we do, we do it because of faith, right? I think it's important to, just, to have some sort of certainty that things are going to be okay. It's not the first crisis we've had. It won't be the last crisis we had. We're going to be okay. Have a bit of faith. Come from a place of certainty. Do not react in fear and bring others around you down with you. My rant is over. Your answer's over. Done. <laughs> don't, don't you think? Like, isn't it crazy? I you look on the agree, freeway, like, everyone's just relaxed. Like, Agreed. And the fact that you're this far away from the car, well, not, not that far, but you're pretty close to the people that are, 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 are driving in the opposite They could direction. be drunk. Like, like, they could be, yeah. you know, you know, you know, they could be tired. Hmm. Look, where I, I what what we're going through at the moment is 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 not pleasant. You know, it is uncharted territory for all of us. In in our generation, at least, I don't think any of us have been through something like this. And the world simply isn't prepared to go into lockdown. Yeah, and well, so we have to adjust yeah. to this temporary world order. We have to think differently. We have to adapt. We have to it's it, it's it's we have to stay stay connected. As you said, we've got to keep talking to each other and stay connected and use socks for toilet paper if that's what it comes down to. This might be the next billionaire idea. Reusable toilet paper is not a silly idea. You know, people are like, oh, well, you know, maybe I don't want to use the same washing machine, but then you can sell them a washing machine as well. I reckon that's a billion dollar idea. You can have that one for free. If you can come up with a way to reuse toilet paper... It's just like plastic bags. Paper. If you can come up with that, I'm betting almost everybody who watches this, almost everybody who tunes into this chat or feeds through with the recording would love to hear a, a world-changing idea on how you can recycle. Do you, know what, do you know what they're going to say, Shil? They're going to say it's a shit idea. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it'll make you a billionaire. <laughs> If you can come up with a solution to it, mate, everybody would love to hear it. I'm sure they'd love to hear it. 
Oh, well, hey, my, there's opportunity. I, you know, Dave, Dave Clay has come back and says he has it on his whiteboard. Opportunity in big, bold capitals there. And if you see an opportunity to recycle toilet paper, tell us how and let's do it. I'm trying to seek out some toilet paper to get sent to my clients at the moment. Um, yeah, no, no, no luck. Maybe I should send them socks. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Maybe you should send them socks. Hey, look, what, what, what can we send our clients? What can we do for our clients at the moment who are going through a difficult time? There is opportunity. We need to be grateful. We need to stay connected. So when you're watching the replay of this, tell us, is there anything that you've done for your clients to, to help them, to, to, to show them that you're there to support them? Has, has anybody done something for you? Has anybody reached out to you and 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 beat an email or a phone call or a toilet roll, which is coming? I've got a question. I've got a question, Michelle. If you had to isolate, if you had to isolate for three weeks and you could pick three things to get from the supermarket, what would they be? If if I had to isolate for three weeks and get three things from the supermarket, yeah. Firstly, I would. Firstly, yeah. I would get a a protein tub. I, would find <laughs> I knew you say that. I knew you say that. <laughs> I'm too predictable like that, right? That covers the protein. Next, I would get I would get a big one kilo bag of oats. Okay. Okay, so just a big bag of oats. So that 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 covers my oats problem. I wouldn't be isolating with you, but yeah, go on. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the essentials here. What are the essentials which I can stretch out for as, for as, for as long as possible? So no toilet paper? No toilet paper? The last thing I was going to say is toilet paper. However, it's in short supply at the moment, and you are going to come up with a life-changing solution for it. So exactly. it's all of a sudden dropped drop down on the priorities I'm looking at now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I would just get a um, bottle of a bottle of wine, some chocolate, and <laughs> I don't know, maybe a maybe like a webcam or something, so I can. <laughs> I'm just going to miss people, you know. <laughs> We'd yeah. love to hear from you. What would what would you get from the supermarket if you had to isolate? You were completely out of things, and you had to get three items. What would those three items be? Well, Let that wouldn't smell. be toilet paper. I mean, I don't know. Would they be toilet paper? Like, I, I think no, I'm no. surprised that the, I thought the food would go before the toilet paper. Like, you're not going to need the toilet paper if you don't have any food. Well, do you know what? Speaking of food, it's, are we uh, getting off track? Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. We've got a question here from Richard. Who would you guys choose to be locked up with you? So, firstly, who would you choose to be? Lo- and and you've got to be. Uh, really that's a trap. I'm not answering that. Real... That's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking I, the question to you. So who was you born yesterday? Up? <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. I know that was a trap. <laughs> um, all, in, in all honesty, um, it would probably be Eminem. Okay. Or Tony Robbins. Yeah, okay. See, you thought I was going to pick Jessica Alba or someone like that, didn't you? Oh, not at all. I didn't think no, that mate. at all. I'm not that shallow, I actually bro. Thought you might have I want to learn. Personal development. Because you've uh, spoken about his events a few times. Now, Dave, Dave, Dave Clare has come back with his three, steak, toothpaste, and spinach. Toothpaste? Oh, yeah, spinach is good. Yeah, I like that. Spinach, spinach and, and, and Dave would love to be at home with his wife and kids. 
yeah. Well, I don't. I don't have a wife and kids, but if I did, you don't I have would, a wife yet, right? I would have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm currently at home with my wife, and I think that's going to that's going to be in, okay. in a in a in a very blissful, happy arrangement for the next few weeks while we adjust to each other being at home constantly. In China, the divorce rates have gone up like since people have left home because they've like really had to get to know each other because they spend so much time together. Um, guys, be compassionate with your partners during these times. Be compassionate, be kind, be playful. Make sure you have lots of baby-making practice and everything will be okay. And communicate. You said this in your, in your slides earlier. Communicate. <laughs> you know, make sure. Yeah. Just make sure you're talking. Make and sure listening and listening and listening. Yeah. Serena, thank you so much. She's absolutely on board with me with the protein powder and shakes. I knew it. I knew there'd be somebody out there who agrees with me. Yeah, well, you know. And of, coffee. There's, a, there's always a couple. Coffee. Coffee's, yeah, coffee. I, don't, I, I reckon there'd be more people that agree with my red wine scenario. <laughs> All right, Jill. I think we're going to have to wrap up. I've seen the, the, yeah. numbers, the numbers are starting to drop a little bit. <laughs> They're getting sick of us now. Get off. <laughs> All right. Shil, I just want to thank you, mate, for being on the call. Um, is there anything you want to add? Don't panic. Adapt, shift gears, think differently, and before you know it, everything will be back to normal. Yeah, I think that, um, Shil, that's really good advice. I think that we have an opportunity to be the change that we want to see in the world, lead by example, make a difference, and... We're going to come out of this with bigger guns than shield. We're going to be stronger than ever. Bye. I hope we cheered you up. And yeah, I hope you have a lovely day. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys.